It's hard to stay sober in the city. Here's your sobriety assistant, Debbie Strand. This is Sober in the City, brought to you by Believe Treatment Center. Believe Treatment Center understands and treats all forms of addiction. Call now, 1-855-874-2354, or visit believetreatmentcenter.com. Advisors are standing by to tell you how they can help and how your insurance can pay for it. We're back with more Sober in the City, and I'm Debbie Strand. In case you're just tuning into Sober in the City, we're talking about normal people working steps and how lifeaholics can help you with your journey. If you think you or someone you might care about may have a problem with drugs, alcohol, food issues, sex, gambling, love addiction, give us a call, 800-SOBER-05. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us if you're staying sober, how you're doing it, and what's taking you back out if you can't stay sober. What's your opinion of all this stuff that we're sharing? Also, give me a call and let me know what would you like us to talk about? What do you need some help with? How can we support you? You can listen live on the Sober in the City app for both Apple and Android devices and visit us at SoberInTheCity.com. Call us now, 800-SOBER-05. And again, we're talking about normal people working steps and how lifeaholics can help you in your journey. So what can you get out of working this program of lifeaholics? What benefits can you have in your life for not being in fear? I know for me, it is so much more fun not being in fear. I'm not afraid to go anywhere or to talk to different people. Part of that is feeling comfortable with myself, knowing that some people will be wealthier, happier, better off, sober, longer, have things that I don't have. They will know things that I don't know. I think all of my fear is basically ego-based. And I don't have to have the answers to all the questions today. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with me exactly as I am. It's okay to say, you know what? I don't know that. It's the only way that I'm going to learn. And it's okay. I'm just fine as I am. Not being in fear allows me to get to know people I otherwise would not have met and to learn new things and to be into situations that I would have traditionally faded away from Because of my fears, I have learned how to set boundaries that will keep me safe and I know where I'm safe in situations so that I can do anything and feel like I have zero restrictions on myself now and I have never lived like that. I have to practice this. Sometimes it creeps back up on me, but I can pull myself out of it much quicker. How has a lack of fears or learning to overcome your fears changed your life? We're going to go to Bobby Ray. Bobby Ray is our resident wanderer. Bobby Ray, first of all, check in. Tell us where you're at. Debbie, I'm in Las Vegas. I just pulled into a a government-sponsored day labor thing to feed about 40 homeless people. Uh, They're taking their plates. We cooked them some spaghetti and uh, garlic Texas toast. And, uh, you know, uh, what can I say? I wasn't expecting to do this on my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) And happy birthday to you. This is your belly button birthday today, Bobby Ray, correct? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> That's fantastic. Really me. Um, and, and look at you, what you're doing out on your birthday. You're out serving other people. And that's what you do. You wander all over the country. I think your home base is actually out of Tampa, Florida. But you wander all over the country and, and do service for others and help other people to achieve sobriety and work 12-step programs. What about normal people? Um, well, it was, it was kind of strange. Uh, the lady that is doing this, she works for an organization, but she actually had a book on her coffee table last night that said the 12 steps for normal people. <laughs> oh, wow. That's and, um, great. I couldn't believe it. I was, I wanted to take a picture and send it to you. I really did. <laughs> uh, um, um, I just really, uh, fear, you know, uh, 
we face everything and uh, recover or we face everything and run. And fear's a concept that a lot of us have a hard time getting our mind around it. And it's one of those things uh, that I think normal people suffer from it too, uh, especially with today's economy and the health issues and everything that's going on in the world today. I think there's a lot of fear out there. And, you know, being in recovery, I've been blessed because I've been able to face my fears with some help from some people. And I just, I just feel that it, however it's done, um, it's uh, pretty common knowledge that the steps work for whoever. Well, Bobby, I got to commend you because to live the way that you do, to just pick up and travel across the country, I would be in fears all the time. There's a an author too, Tom Canton, and he wrote a book. It's a lot about meditation. It's a fabulous book, and I post about it a lot on my uh, Facebook page. And he would just go to the airport and bring a candle with him that he made and somebody would buy it and he would have the money to go wherever it was that he was planning on going and off he would go. And it's living with no boundaries, nothing holding you back of fear. None of those fears holding you down. And I feel like that's how you're living your life. I feel like you've overcome a lot of fears. Well, um, I think one of the big things about that is uh, staying in the day. You know, I, I'm not worried about tomorrow and yesterday's over. And I've learned that through recovery. And I think a lot of people, especially normal people, they're always worried about tomorrow. They're thinking about what they did yesterday and they're not in the day and they're actually losing a lot of grace, not being able to stay in the day. Just staying in today. All I got to do today is stay clean and sober and try to help somebody else. And I'm going to have a good day no matter what. <laughs> and then tomorrow just happens and you do it all over again, right? Well, I'll get up and do a few simple things. You know, I'm grateful I get up. I'm grateful I'm not in jail somewhere. And I'm grateful I'm clean and sober. And everything that's going to happen to me tomorrow is going to be a blessing in my whole life. Um, no matter where I'm at or what I'm doing. That's right. And I think the future is just an illusion. I was sharing about this in the second segment, that the future is just an illusion. It never gets here. It's always down the road. So why should we worry about it? If we just take care of now, I think the future takes care of itself. Does it not? I mean, are you not living that way? Do you not live as the birds live? I'll eat today. I'll take care of today. And tomorrow the sun will come up and I'll do it again. God, for, you know, God, God's blessed me with another day and this is how I'm going to live. Yeah, and I kind of just stumbled in that. I had a lot of grace for my higher power, but I do feel that fear is a big problem with, with everybody. And uh, it's learning to, um, you know, uh, to have a little faith and have a little trust. And uh, I've seen so many miracles across the country in, in recovery that I just couldn't even list them all. And uh, I remember when I got sober down in St. Matt's uh, in Naples, Florida, I used to work at their thrift store and they had some old rich ladies that come in there and we were all doing so well. She, they was telling us they ought to teach the 12 steps in school. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. And they were normies. They were normies. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, I've met uh, a lady in Conroe, Texas that's 27 years. Her three children went through the 12 steps of Al-Anon, and they never saw their mother drink. And all three of them kids turned out really good. And uh, none, of them's ever got, ever, none of them's ever got drunk. You know, Ooh, um, so so you had a normal uh, parent that put their kids in like Alateen or something. Yeah, right. That's fantastic. And, um, Just to give you life skills yeah. and how to deal with life because life's going to come at you. Sobriety is not immunity. Being normal is not immunity to life. Things are going to happen that are hurtful and, and difficult to deal with, correct? Yeah, it was just a remarkable thing. I was in Conroe, Texas and uh, at the Conroe Club and she... To run that to me, and I said, I've never heard of that before. Somebody taking their children through, through the steps, through Al-Anon or Alateen, 
And all three of them kids turned out real good. And she's got a bunch of grandbabies now. <laughs> I'm like, wow. <laughs> That's terrific. I love that story, Bobby Ray. Tell me another one. Well, she cooked me fried chicken. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know, uh, Debbie, in my wanderings in a lot of places, I've met a lot of normal people that are really good, good people, you right. know, uh, that have just come up out of nowhere. And I've seen, I've seen them help people. Uh, a lot of it's got to do with believing in a power outside themselves. And, uh, you know, uh, I just, I just, I'm like you, I'm grateful. Uh, and I don't know where the fear went. I know my first four step list, I put on their spiders and snakes and my sponsor asked me, what is this? And I'm like, well, that's my fear list. And he said, oh no, <laughs> scared of everything. <laughs> right. I was just coming out of prison. I was not going, I was denying the fear. And, um, to coming around a few twenty fours, uh, I got to understanding exactly what fear was, and uh, and the program offered me a lot of solutions to face them fears, and it's just a, a part of the program that you know normal people uh, could really benefit from. However, however they would get it, because I know this is a problem across the country because people worry about their kids and they worry about the kids' education and there's. Everything's so fear-based, but when you get wrapped up in that fear, then it's hard to get something done, you know, or you'll make a bad decision based on fear. Mm -hmm. Right. And it holds you back from accomplishing what you can accomplish. And in the Lifeaholics program that they're just starting here in Florida, they're talking about um, in their opening how the only requirement is a desire to let go of fear, meaning fear of people, places and things, how this fellowship can help those who are already in 12 step fellowships to continue to let go of fears. And after a process of self-searching, learning to level the pride and confession of one's shortcomings, you can get to the root of our troubles, which is fear-based thoughts, a desire to run awry and a lack of acceptance of that which we are powerless over. And the people who have been through this process already have found that it can expel any obsession and enable the sufferer to become happily and usefully whole. It goes on to say that people, non-alcoholics, this is from the original literature of 12-step recovery uh, from the Alcoholics Anonymous big book, says that people, non-alcoholics, report that as a result of practice of the 12 steps, they have been able to meet their difficulties. And who doesn't want to meet their difficulties? Let's overcome them. Let's move on. Let's be happy. What can we imagine our lives would be if we had no obstacles bobby ray well the thing about it is um i think if going through that when the obstacles come up because life's going to happen right then you have solutions to overcome these obstacles in a in a in a straightforward matter and keep moving on it's all about moving forward it's right. not getting trapped you know exactly exactly and, um and I just think, and, and Debbie, like shows like yours and all across the country, recovery is just a dynamic movement now. I see it growing everywhere. I see younger people coming in. I see the kids getting it. I see them carrying the message now. And, uh, you know, it's just like the, the, the original program. It's all a God thing anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it sure is. Bobby, you go enjoy your birthday. You go take care of those homeless out there in uh, Vegas. We'll catch you real soon. We'll find out where you are in yeah, a few I'm weeks, okay? A, I'm just going to take a picture of the empty pots. Thank you so much, Debbie. You have a great day. <laughs> have a great day, Bobby Ray. Thanks for being with us on Sober in the City. We're going to go to Frankie, who's in Huntington Beach, California. Frankie, welcome to Sober in the City. How are you? Good, Debbie. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm so excited about this Lifeaholics. I, we're just having so much fun talking about it, and I can't wait to go to the meeting again later this week. What do you think of this Lifeaholics? How do you think that normal people, are there normal people, can benefit from a program of recovery? 
Well, I'll tell you, Debbie, I've been so clean and sober for over 20 years. And um, I heard you and Bobby Ray talk a lot about normal people. Uh, I think it's uh, we have to be careful on that phrase, um, just like anything else. Uh, I'm a normal person. I'm an alcoholic, but I'm normal. I get up <laughs> and go to work every day. I don't have the fear of being an alcoholic. I don't have the fear of going to work. I own my own company over 20 years. Uh, you know, my life is very normal. I pay bills like everyone else. I think I really like what you said because maybe because I'm an old timer and you talked about the reading of alcoholics and non-alcoholics. There's no fear to be had anymore. Um, I do like uh, that you talked about we faced our problems and we walked through them. I no longer have to run from things and behave, behave badly. You also talked about boundaries. Um, you know, I have boundaries today that I didn't have before. You know, we used to do, you know, anything I wanted at the expense of others. I no longer act that way. And that's important. Right. And not having those boundaries hurt myself, too, because I would put myself in situations that weren't safe and that weren't good for me and caused me harm. So now I've learned to choose places where I can be safe so I can be myself, I can be wide open and act without fears. Because a lot of times those fears are there for a good reason. They're there to give us caution because there is something of danger. Absolutely. Uh, Fear can be a healthy thing. Uh, Not everything has to be unhealthy. And, you know, what's normal and I'm not normal, that self-degradation. I don't have any more of that. Um, You know, boundaries and fears are healthy. And I used to think tactful and considerate, like the book talks about, was being phony. And I just learned I was being inappropriate. Right. And there's lessons and there's, you know, uh, as I get older and program and older in life, um, you know, there's a solution to everything you get, you mentioned also. And that's how I live my life. I mean, not only in business, uh, running a company, but also in everything, relationships. And, you know, in 20 years, things happen in 20 years of sobriety. My parents have passed on, you know, I've been married and divorced. And you walk through all of that business with the economies up and down. You know, you walk through everything and I don't have to destroy my life because I'm not debilitated by the fear. Right. And I think that's the most important thing to not be debilitated by it. But I do agree with you so much about, you know, who's normal, who's alcoholic. I'm very normal too. And and I agree with that. I don't even like to identify myself as an alcoholic or an addict when sitting in a meeting because I feel it has a negative connotation. But for the sake of the general masses, this is how I speak. I just think the people I think it's who- healthy. Go ahead. I think it's healthy in a meeting to say I'm an alcoholic because um, without that, um, I try to, uh, and I'm kidding myself, you know, like I don't have a problem. I got there because I had a problem. And it's all about change, they used to say when I got sober. And it is. It still is. Even for, you know, we see, like he was saying, young people come in and their egos are just like mine was where they don't want to admit I'm not an alcoholic. That's a very important aspect to admit that. And from that, I don't have any more fear. You know, I don't think I'm crazy. And that's another thing. Sometimes the, this new generation thinks 
I'm sober, but I'm still crazy. And one of the co-founders, Bill, writes in many books throughout the year about becoming, going from alcohol thinking to normal thinking. And that's, that's how I live my life. And I'm not saying I don't have fear. I have fears from time to time. I just have learned to walk through them and be act my age. I think a lot of it is about just growing up and acting our age. And there was a point in my sobriety where I started to work one of the other programs, uh, one of the sister programs. And my sponsor had me look myself in the mirror and say, my name is Debbie and I'm so old and, and not so old, (laughs) say my age. And, um, (laughs) my name is Debbie and say my age and just keep reminding myself that I'm a grown woman. I'm a grown woman because so many times I could be put in situations where I feel like I physically shrink and I turn into a little girl and that doesn't happen to me anymore. You know, I've done my work and I stand on my own two feet. And as God's people, we stand on our feet. We don't crawl before anyone. And that's given me a lot of backbone. Let me ask you, Frankie, since you do have more than 20 years in a program and have stayed sober, as you say, you are an alcoholic and have not drank in 20 years. I mean, that's miraculous. Alcoholics, what do they do? They drink and you have it in over 20 years. What have you done to accept life on life's terms? You said you've been through a lot, the loss of your parents and uh, a divorce. And those are really difficult things in life. How did that acceptance come about for you? Well, they are difficult things in life for anyone. And, uh, you know, I wasn't always so accepting when it initially happens. Uh, sometimes just the ha- creating a habit of going to a meeting a day, that's uh, life-saving and life-changing. Uh, having a sponsor in the program, these are the things that work in the beginning and they work later. You know, they work even when you're an old-timer because, you know, when I came in, I was younger and, you know, like my mentors who are 20, 30 years older than I am now, um, you know, they go through things of life changing with health and stuff. And it's the same thing that helps us in the beginning, helps us later. You know, you have to walk through it and you create a habit by going to a meeting, but also by walking through it and listening and learning in the meetings. Uh, I, I'm a big believer in meetings. And I think even when we have these recovery homes bring these kids in from other parts of the country, I tell them, when you go back home, wherever that is, you must get to a meeting within 24 hours because that makes the difference. And that habit uh, helps us if we learn how to, they used to say, suit up and show up. And that works with a job. And that works with going to court. That works with going through divorce proceedings. That works through, you know, going to a funeral home with your parents dying. It works with everything. It's just as simple as when your phone rings during the day, instead of letting it go into voicemail, just face it, take care of it, have the conversation, be done with it, move on. Next thing, right? Yeah, like a bill collector, you face it, you say, hi, how are you? What do I owe? And how can we work it out? And can I have a payment plan? Or where do I send it to? Right. That's facing fear so that I no longer have the fear because I don't have to look over my shoulder. I don't have to worry about not taking care of things. How freeing is that feeling? Isn't that awesome? That You're right. That's what it's all about. It's, <laughs> it's all about freedom. 
Yep. And that's all I want. I just want to feel good. <laughs> and then I want to feel better. <laughs> We're going to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's us. We want to feel better to the extreme. If one's good, <laughs> 10 is better. <laughs> Absolutely. Frankie, thank you so much for being with us. And we're going to go to Rhonda in Kentucky. Hang Debbie, on. thanks for having me. My pleasure, Frankie. Please stay in touch. Okay. Bye. Rhonda, welcome to Sober in the City. How are you? Hi, Debbie. Thank you. I'm good. Rhonda, you hear what we're talking about? Lifeaholics. What do you think? I think it's a great idea. You know, I've said for a long time that the 12 steps is the answer to world peace, and I believe it. Oh, I love it's that. Really what a difference the world would be if the majority of people worked the steps. How is I just it? started a new thing. It's called Design for Living, and I tell you what, that's what it is. And tell us about how Design for Living works. I can tell you that everything that I read in the book has so far brought me, it's brought me a long way. Um, when I walked into the rooms, I had, I would have told you I had no fears. I thought I was tough and an in-your-face kind of person. Mm. would have told you I was honest, sometimes brutally honest, but at least you knew where I stood. Boy, was I wrong. At 46, I was behaving like a scared little girl. So um, in working the steps with my sponsor, I found that I was full of fear. Fear of my life as far back as I can remember. Fear of not measuring up, fear of losing something or someone, fear of sounding or looking stupid. You know, fear ran rampant through my life. I had no coping skills to deal with it at all. Um, the design for living that I found in the program was just to face everything and um, be honest and trust my higher power. Um, I'd like to tell you about a little tool that I learned of in a meeting that I used with a lot of normies. Please. As I uh, progressed, started working the steps and found out that I was still badly um, behaving due to fear. I was sitting in a meeting one night and I heard a lady say, rather than asking God for help and to be in situations, she started thanking him. She prayed as if she thanked him for being with her children on the plane ride to visit their father instead of begging him to be with them. She said the more she did that, the more the fear loosened its grip on her. And I heard this as loud as I could hear anything. And I thought, oh my gosh, I can use that. We had a son who, um, he had his little running as teenagers do with the drinking and the drugging. And, um, you know, he's not one of us, but still I worried myself sick over him. And I thought, I'm going to use that with Anthony. Starting then, and I do it as habit now, but then I, I had notes everywhere remind me that when I got worried about Anthony, instead of saying, God, please be with him and get him home tonight. I would say, thank you for riding with him. I know you've got him. I trust you. And I kept practicing it and practicing it. And I believe that I acted my way into good thinking. And it's something that anyone in the world can benefit from because I think fear touches everybody. Today, when I first instinct is to say, oh, God, please help or take care of the situation, I stop myself and I do a prayer of thanks, praying as if, because I do believe he's there. Well, I think that's also doing like the positive manifesting also. Which I'm, I'm a big proponent of that. I'm always manifesting the positive things to come into my life and not thinking about the negative things um, or a lack of things that I want situations in my life. But I like how you talk about how you were a scared little girl when you were being brutally honest when you first got sober, because I see a lot of people do that. People say, oh, well, they're, they're so honest, you know, they're going to go far. And I think sometimes when they're just that brutally honest, it's for shock value to keep people away because they're still in fear. They don't want somebody to see who they really are. Do you agree with that? Right. I totally agree with that. I would unmask um, my fear with laughter, with jokes, with the noxious behavior. Oh, God. Um, I think you know. we're twins. <laughs> <laughs> you know, another thing that I, another thing that I have, I have to have little reminders all over my life because I'm a very quick forgetter. Um, 
I saw that I saw once this picture that said fear is a liar. And I, I've been saying that for a year or so now to everybody I sponsor and just people in my life in general. And I've got it, a girlfriend of mine painted it and framed it for me. And I've got a big sign posted at my desk at work. I have to remember fear is a liar. And I, I say that a lot all the time. When I get fearful, I'm like, no, you're a liar and I'm not going to listen to you. I love that. I say I that to myself out. too. That's awesome. It helps me. <laughs> <laughs> but I need the reminder posted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I probably should post it around the house because I do have that built-in forgetter like you talk about. And I need constant yeah, reminders yeah. of all of this stuff. That's why I have to, mm-hmm. as, uh, as Frankie was saying, continue to go to meetings, continue to stay in the middle of the fellowships, continue practicing these things. And him with you know 20 plus years, I've been at it since 2004. I'm not a rookie, but I think I've got a good beginning, a really good solid foundation, but I need to keep building on this stuff. I've hit emotional bottoms at three years. I hit another one at eight years. And I'm so thankful that I had that habit, as Frankie talks about about continuing to go to meetings, had such a fellowship built up around me that my friends wouldn't let me fail. There was no way they were going to let me fail and they were going to be right there for me to dust me off no matter what. And I had just such a support group and such a, you feel, I hate to say that I feel family when I walk into the rooms because there's so many times where I don't even talk to half of the people, but I'm just comforted that they're there. I don't know. Maybe it's like walking into your favorite park and having your favorite trees still there or something. I don't necessarily utilize all of them. I don't climb all of them, but I'm glad they're there. It's just a comforting familiarity, perhaps. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I feel a part of when I walk into the room, no matter if it's in a strange town and I'm walking in by myself, I still feel comforted. I remember my mom, when I went to a meeting in Dallas, when I was visiting her and she said, I left there and I said, oh my gosh, that was so good. It was, I really needed that. And she said, do you don't even know those people? And I said, oh, I know them really well. <laughs> Just like I've never spoken to you before and I feel like we're twins already. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here with us, Rhonda, Frankie, and Bobby Ray. And wherever there is breath, there is hope. Never give up and never quit fighting. Please support our advertisers so we can continue to bring you Sober in the City. And visit us at SoberInTheCity.com and listen live on the Sober in the City app for both Apple and Android devices. I'm Debbie Strand, one day at a time, staying sober in the city. At Belief Treatment Center, we understand. We understand you are struggling. That's why our treatment nourishes mind, body, and spirit. We understand that recovery works differently for everyone. That's why we design individual treatment programs specifically for you. At Believe Treatment Center, we understand that it's not easy. That's why we offer a comprehensive scope of services, including nutrition, massage, chiropractic, and aftercare for you and even for your family. Believe Treatment Center is a 12-step friendly, state-of-the-art facility located in gorgeous Palm Beach County, Florida. We are experts in all types of addiction and recovery, and we are proud sponsors of Sober in the City. To find out more about our program and how your insurance may cover your treatment, call us today at one 855 874-2354. That's 855-874-2354. 1-855-874-2354. Or visit BelieveTreatmentCenter.com. Believe Treatment Center. We understand. Are you a suffering addict or alcoholic? Is someone you know struggling with this disease? Let the Freedom From Addiction Foundation assist you with our acclaimed intervention and recovery coaching services. For a very affordable fee, we can set up and perform on-site interventions, ongoing treatment supervision, and personalized recovery and life coaching services. 
We are local, we are a nonprofit group, and we can work within your financial parameters by accepting most major credit cards and working with or without your insurance. Call today, 1-877-876-2329. Again, that's 1-877-876-2329. Are you a suffering addict or alcoholic? Is someone you know struggling with this disease? Recovery starts with one phone call. Call the Freedom From Addiction Foundation today. 877-876-2329.